Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. You ran for president a couple times. What's your take? You know, we, we try to be very apolitical on this program. So, you know, I like to just call it the way I see it. Uh, I don't vote for the presidency because I want to stay as unbiased as I can on this program, Ralph. But what do you think about the way things are happening right now? People just seem to be so uptight. Uh, this administration seems to have a some kind of controversy every other week or somebody resigns. I've never seen anything like it in an administration that is so young. But what's your take on all this? Well, there's going to be more of that because the vetting process for these uh, uh, political appointees uh, on the agencies and departments it was not very carefully done. And uh, the Republicans didn't like to ask tough questions at the confirmation hearings. So we're going to have more of these resignations, more of these uh, uh, scandals going on. I think, uh, apart from the personal uh, scandals, we're going to have uh, political scandals. We're going to have, uh, for example, Scott Pruitt, who heads the Environmental Protection Agency, was former Attorney General for Oklahoma. He was taking campaign contributions from this payday lending company that mm-hmm. was pretty abusive. And he goes and heads, excuse me, it wasn't uh, uh, Scott Pruitt, it was. Uh, um, Mike Mulvaney, excuse me, Scott Pruitt. He has his own problems, this man. Yeah, he doesn't need any more. <laughs> it was Mike Mulvaney, who was a congressman from South Carolina, and um, he became head of the Office of Management Budget, and now uh, Trump has given him a second job uh, on the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, as it's called, inside the Federal Reserve. Is supposed to be a watchdog of Wall Street and financial firm uh, abuses, mm-hmm. and um, he um, he was uh, uh, accepting uh, funds, uh, campaign funds from this payday lending uh, operation. And um, when he took over this bureau, uh, the prosecutors were uh, ready to go to court in California, and he pulled the case. Uh, he pulled the case. And uh, NPR just did an investigative report on this, and they said they called up uh, the PR firm, uh, the PR office for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and they said, well, it was the professional staff that advised. And, And the professional staff said, no, we wanted to pursue this case. And so they didn't tell the press the truth. So this is the kind of thing that's going on. They're taking the federal cop off the corporate crime beat. Big time. Not good. Not good. Your latest book, one of them, about breaking through power, it's easier than we think. A lot of people think we can't break through power, that we're stuck, that we're trapped. You are one of those who have showed us you can. Yeah, I have a 1% rule. It never takes more than 1% uh, to change Congress on important issues uh, with the following criteria. They have to, the changes, the reforms have to be supported by majority of the people. And the people who comprise the 1% of active citizens in the congressional districts have to know what they're talking about. 
they have to have the evidence. And then they take the public opinion and the evidence and focus that laser beam on the senators and representatives. Uh, you want to turn around Washington, uh, the most powerful branch under the Constitution is the Congress. And luckily, it's only 535 people who put their shoes on like we do every day, and we know their names, unlike the big bureaucracies. And I'm trying to convince people that, that throughout American history, it has never taken more than 1% of the people becoming active, defined as two, three, four hundred hours a year, far less than people watch TV, and representing public opinion. And the other thing we have to be worried about is that throughout history, George, all over the world, the few have controlled the many by dividing and ruling. That's they right. divide them on religion, ethnic, class, whatever. And in this country... Every day we hear how we're polarized, red state, blue state, conservative, liberal. So I finally wrote a book called, uh, 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 a book that showed uh, 24 areas where conservatives and liberals back home, where they work, live, and raise their families, not much ideology. They all want clean air. They mm -hmm. all want safe food, safe medicine, health care, fair taxation, etc., uh, that there are 24 major areas, living wage, that's one, cracking down on corporate crime, law and order against the Wall Street crooks, breaking up the big banks, uh, full Medicare for all uh, with your free choice of doctor and hospital, much more efficient in the present system, and everybody is covered and a lot of lives saved. Yep. There are 70 to 80% on the polls. That means you can't get 70 80% people behind the change in Congress without having conservatives and liberals. And so we got to be very careful about divide and rule. Uh, they're very good at that, the two political parties, because when they divide and rule, they can raise money that way. Hey, I represent right-wingers. Hey, I represent lefties. Hey, I represent red state, blue state. And, and that's why... Uh, we have to do our homework. You know how we get bad politicians? By not doing our homework. That's then right. we're very vulnerable to slogans, uh, to, you know, uh, uh, the kind of deception about what people say in Congress compared to what they actually do, the hypocrisy. So if we do our homework, we'll get better candidates. We get better candidates, we get better lawmakers who have inherited a huge power under our Constitution that they often use against us. So that 1% thing gives people a lot of optimism. And I'll tell you, we, we changed the auto industry. We got a better brand of food industry and nutrition. Uh, we won a big um, reform of the uh, insurance industry in California in 1988 that saved people over $100 billion through a statewide referendum with far less than one percent sure. you cleaned up the water and so many other things yeah because we had public opinion behind us yeah well and you knew that you knew yes. that you ran for president what five times about four times yeah maybe there's a fifth time coming <laughs> Not likely. You see, in this country, we got a two-party duopoly yeah. that blocks competition. They can't stand. In fact, they can't stand competition against each other. So they gerrymander these districts. So they're all Republican-rigged or Democrat-rigged, depending who runs the state government and carves up the district. So uh, we can't have a democracy without competition in elections. And so the third parties, which historically, George, were first 
with so many things. They were first against slavery, first for women's right to vote, first for uh, 40-hour week, first for labor unions, uh, first for farmer progressive uh, regulatory reforms on the railroads and the banks, on and on. Uh, and they never won a national election. But they forced the two, one or both of the two parties to pick up these reforms in the 20th century. But now it's harder than ever because the media just looks at them and says, you can't win, so we're not going to cover you. That's right. And if you can't get covered, you can't, you can't, uh, win. You can't reach the people. When people say, Ralph, what are you running for? I say, I'm running to get media coverage. <laughs> because if I can't get media coverage, I can't reach the voters. And so... They didn't even know I was voting. I, mean, I was one of the best-known people in America. And when I was running for president, because I couldn't get on the networks, I couldn't get on syndicated radio, couldn't get on any, even though we filled Madison Square Garden, the Target Center, uh, you know, the, the, the big uh, arenas in 2000. Oh, sure. We filled them when the other two-party candidates couldn't fill them. But that was like 2% of the people we could reach had I been on one presidential debate. And a majority of the People on polls, including a Fox poll, wanted me on the presidential debate. But they had a debate commission controlled by the two parties who kept uh, third-party candidates out. And that's a big problem, but we're starting to get reforms in ballot access. And, you know, if you can't have good candidates, you can't have meaningful votes because you, you, you don't have a voice and choice for right. the voters. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.